And welcome back to the Murdy Creative Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Murdy, and today's topic is lean logistics. But first, I want to say thank you to everyone who supported the company so far. If you haven't got a chance, go check us out on the web at murdycreative.co. That's M-U-R-D-Y creative.co. Or you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching at murdycreative.co to see the best of our product shots. Follow us on our social media to keep up to date with our daily photos and be the first one to know about new product launches. You can also use our subscribe button on the bottom of our website to be included in all of our new product announcements. Be sure to check out our laser engraving, personalization options, and exclusive colors on the website. Or you can get a blank one on Amazon Prime. Uh, For corrections for my mother, the part of the show where I clarify statements my mother thought were confusing or misleading in some way, I have no updates. Thanks, Mom, for uh, keeping me keeping me clear. So please uh, feel free to uh, let me know if you guys think that I have any made any errors, and I'd be happy to correct myself. All right, so today we're talking about lean logistics. What does that mean? Well, for those of you who uh, went to business school, you may have a sense of this, but for those of you who didn't, um, companies always have to deal with the concept of logistics. You're buying raw materials from your supplier of some sort, um, often multiple suppliers in multiple different pieces to the puzzle. Then you put it all together or you do some sort of finishing process to it and then you put it together and then you send it off to either your retailers, like Amazon would be a retailer or Walmart would be a retailer. Or you do direct to the customer via some sort of shipping method like UPS, post office, all the usuals. Well, this actually is kind of an interesting little, is always a game. It's always something that is a is a constantly tweaked kind of machine. There's always a little thing to be kind of done to it. It's never quite right. It's never quite done, which is good. I mean, that's what we want, right? That's what we get keep getting paid for is to kind of continue to perfect this. And there's a lot of people out there who get paid a lot of money to do this very, very specifically. I think that that is something that is good for companies to continue to be mindful of in in the logistics process. And the reason why is because it can be a lot of money that can be wasted in the process. We'll give you an example from our house. So we ended up switching up our packaging a little while back. We in the beginning, when we first got started, we thought to ourselves, the only packaging we'll need will be a paper envelope for Amazon. I should say a paper envelope with the book that'll book the book will go in and it'll have the gold, or not, not even the gold at the time. It was literally just the uh, little individual mailers that had the, the posts in them. So I thought that we were going to need one style of envelope and then another smaller style envelope. That was it for our logistics from the packaging standpoint. Then we obviously had the letter, the leather, I should say, in one color. And we needed the paper, the piece of paper that goes inside the note from the artist that goes on the inside. And then we needed the posts, right? So at the time, it was like five or six individual items. And that was a lot. I thought that was, you know, we had to keep all of those organized. Now, we have, for the packaging alone, we have white boxes that we send. We have a plastic wrap that goes around the books themselves. We have individual envelopes for each of the posts and then a, a bubble mailer that goes around all of those individual posts. We have labels that go on the edges. We have tape that's used to hold the box together in one piece and we have the stamps that go on them. So there's a whole bunch of new pieces and that's just the packaging alone. Now, when we think about all of these things, if you're making books, right, you're sending out books, you got to have all of the individual pieces in the same place at the same time in enough quantity that you could send out as many as you want. But you don't want to have extra or a lot of extra of those same things because that's just money that's sitting on the shelf, right? If I spend $300 buying envelopes and I buy a ton of envelopes and I don't really use those envelopes very much, well, that's just $300 that is just sitting on the shelf. I can't turn it into money. I can't really do anything with it except for use it to consume it, right? So that's where 
being able to run your logistics program, quote, lean is very key. And what that means is it means saying, okay, I'm going to order exactly the, the right amount of each of the, the items and I'm going to have the right amount of them so that if I make one book, I have exactly the right amount of packaging for all of that book. And if I make a hundred books, I have the exact right amount of packaging for those a hundred books, right? The other factor that comes into play with this, you don't often get a pick and choose just exactly how many you buy. For example, when we get our bubble mailer envelopes that are hold the, po the post hardware, that comes in a box of 250. We can't really break that. That's the limit, right? When we buy our white envelopes or our white box mailers, they come in boxes of 50. We send out boxes of 18 to Amazon. That's our carton case. But we, so if you do the math, that's 18, 36, 54. So if we're going to send out three boxes to Amazon, three cartons of, of boxes to Amazon, we need to really buy two bundles of 50. And now we've got all those boxes sitting on the shelf. So you want to be able to kind of say, okay, well, we can't really optimize perfectly, right? We're always going to either have too much or too little of some things. How do we work on maximizing the most? So, so the way, one of the ways to do it, right, is to say that I'm going to say I'm going to start with the most expensive product that is the most difficult one to keep on the shelf, right? If you've got one product that's like the core, the most expensive part, you want to have as little of that that's excess as possible to keep your costs down. And then you have all of the other things and you just have to deal with that, right? That's one way of doing it, which is kind of cost basis for your lean manufacturing and lean, man uh, lean logistics, I should say. On the other hand, another way to do it is to say, I've got certain things that I know I can't get quick. Time is a huge factor in logistics, right? So if you say, okay, I've got I can get envelopes tomorrow. I can go to Home Depot and get printed, you know, paper for the inside. I can I can get that done right now. Maybe you don't say I'm going to keep smaller amounts of that on hand because I'm going to be I can't get things like my my let's say I had uh, my leather, right? Let's say leather took a week and a half to get here, right? So maybe you keep more of the leather on hand because you know it takes longer to get here where you keep fewer boxes than you might need because you can get more of them tomorrow. So there's the kind of the time factor where you say, what's the, what's the thing that's going to be the most difficult to get? And I'm going to prioritize my logistics around that product. So now we have price as a leader. We have, we have time as a leader. And I think the last factor of it is quantity breaks. So in some situations, so there's this concept in, in economics called quantities of scale, right? Economics of scale. What that means is that it's always basically cheaper to buy in larger quantities than it is in smaller quantities. Now, this is not always true. There are a few things that are particular instances where buying more actually gets more expensive, but that's almost always based off limited supply issues where there's just not enough. And so as you buy more, they actually get more expensive. In most circumstances, though, what we're buying when we buy raw materials is that if we buy 100 versus 10, it's actually a little bit of a discount, even if it's only a discount because they ship them all together, right? So there's this concept of quantities or economics of scale and quantities of scale. So another way to do your logistics is to kind of say, okay, some of my items, if I buy a lot of them, I get a better deal. I get a lot better deal. You know, sometimes that, that curve is pretty good. And, and all of a sudden buying 100 versus buying 50, it's really probably worth it. And so you want to balance that though, because if you have too much sitting on the shelf of that, that's, that doesn't sell, then you've got that wasted inventory that's just money sitting on the shelf. So I think that that's a factor that, that plays into all of this. Now, how this manifests itself in my world is this. I was up last night putting together boxes of Amazon and we ran out of white boxes. So today I'm driving down to Kenosha to pick up more boxes. I can get those right away. 
I put another order into my leather supplier. Those aren't going to probably come for another, you know, probably by the end of the week, maybe. And so we're running low on a lot of those things. And so I'm a little worried that if we have a really good sales day, a couple of these first couple of days, we might run really low on a couple of things. So I'm buying a little more extra leather than I normally would even because we're a little, we had a little good, we had a little better week last week that I think is going to be an interesting kind of trend upwards, which is good. This is growth. That's what you want. But it does create a little more challenging control of the logistics, trying to keep in mind all of these different things. And then the other factor that plays into logistics so much that people don't really recognize is doing proper inventory counts and waste. Those two factors are important because doing proper inventory counts helps helps you know how much you have on the shelf so that you don't run out of things without enough time to order more, right? So if it takes me two days to get something, I need to have at least two days stock on the shelf at all times. And the second it gets to two days worth of stock, I need to order more. And I probably needed to order more before that point. But at the very least, I for sure need to order at that point. Then the other factor that comes into play is that sometimes there's waste. We, we run a, a, a laser engraver that does almost all of our, we, we, a lot of our products are laser engraved from a customization standpoint, but all of them are laser engraved with our logo. In the realities of the world of leather, not every piece that we get from our leather supplier we can sell. Some of them have defects, blemishes, things that are really, really just, they look terrible. Now, we've been working with our vendor to make sure that those products don't leave their warehouse. We don't even want to see them. But then also, when we laser engrave some of them, there are times when the laser engraver is not perfect because usually it's operator error or because for whatever reason we had a power surge issue or some, something goes wrong and that laser engraver screws up that engraving, right? We can't sell that. So that's waste. But that's not normally, I mean, that's something you have to take into account when you're doing your logistics. It's not all about sales. It's about total used material, right? And when you're doing your cost to say, okay, how much does it cost me to make a book? The waste has to factor into that. You've got to be able to say, okay, this is truly, you know, one out of every 50 is wasted. One out of, you know, so, okay, now all of a sudden I have to say, okay, every, all of my leather costs go up by 2%. These are the factors that come into play when you're looking and doing analysis and, and streamlining and really cleaning up that logistics program is the best thing you can do is try to say, okay, I'm going to try to determine what is going to be my, my, my key factor. Is it going to be my most expensive or is it going to be my longest time? Are those going to be my two biggest factors? What's the ones that are going to be most important? And then how can I streamline all of those things and use the economy as a scale factor to buy in bulk and do it properly so that I'm not left with a lot of money sitting on the shelf? All right, so these are all factors that come into play and all of the things that I think are really important and kind of just a little glimpse into some of the things that we get to do our day. Um, so moving on into the day in a life segment, the day in a life segment today, I'm just, this is one of the things that I've been doing all day long. Actually, this weekend has been pretty heavily me doing an logistics analysis. We've jumped from, you know, like I said, three different, uh, colors in one cut of leather to over 15 different products that are sitting on our shelves. And we're looking to add some more because you guys have had some great requests. So for us, I'm trying to do some analysis and say, okay, what is the, what is the true expected sales on some of these different things so I can kind of have a better sense of how many I need to have in the future because it's expensive. The leather is very expensive. So having that sit on the shelf for a long time is a lot of waste of money. So trying to, I'm trying to limit that as much as possible, but still have enough stock so that when you guys order it, it's there ready to go out. 
Also, um, for today's use, one of the things that has helped me in all of this process is having a record of our logistics in and out, right? So now what I've done is I got a binder that's got all of the different products, all of the different uh, listed items, and every time somebody grabs a pack of 10 off the shelf, they mark it down. So now we've got a, a really good process for keeping track of logistics on the paper version, and I can scan it in at the end of the day if we've got if we, if we run through a lot of them, I can scan those pages in and have them digitized. And the OCR, the optical character recognition on my computer, is able to recognize particularly what people wrote if they've got good enough handwriting. So that's what I would say for today's use. If you're looking for a great way to keep track of your inventory and your particularly if you do it on paper, which a lot of people do, uh, keep these uh, keep track of these and then you can easily add or remove pages as you need them and come up with your own custom inventory tracking sheet on the computer and just three hole punch it and throw it in there. So you've got that all cleared up. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in today. Be sure to check back in tomorrow for our next topic. And don't forget to check that subscribe button below to get, be sure to get the latest podcast right away. If you have any questions or concerns about your leather binder, please feel free to contact us on the main page of our website at murdycreative.co, or you can contact us via our Instagram and Facebook. You can text, email, direct message, call, anything you want, but be sure uh, to, to reach out to me if you have any sort of questions. I do my best to be available whenever possible, but I do appreciate your patience if I don't get back to you right away. Um, that being said, if you have any podcast topics you want to hear more about, send them my way. I'm always happy to engage with our growing community, and I want to give you guys what you want. If you're looking for multiple binders for gifts, giveaways, menus, really any reason, ask about our bulk discounts. We do have those available, and I would love to, to tell you more about them. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Have a great day, and goodbye.